можна ферму у колгоспі розвалити, на горілочку весь шифер поміняти, і всім разом в теплі хаті загуляти. Нехай наші вороженьки та й сміються, що давно городи в селах не оруться, що квітують не сади, а бур'яни, їм не знати, що то сіно для Мар'яни. Під горою яворина і трава духняна, хай живе кобила зіна і коза Мар'яна. Очеретом наш ставочок заростає, Кобилу свою зиму запрягає, І дивлюсь валити дуба сухостоя, Щоб зимою нам зігрітися з кумою. І нехай Росія газ відключає, Нас ніколи таке лихо не злякає, Бо Мар'яна є у нас і зіна, Не поставлять Україну на коліна. Від горої яворина і трава духняна, Хай живе кобила зіна і коза Мар'яна. І нехай Росія газ відключає, Нас ніколи таке лихо не злякає. Бо Мар'яна є у нас і зіна, не поставлять Україну на коліна. Під горою яворина і трава духняна, хай живе копила зіна і коза Мар'яна. And a song by Ukrainian artists E. Hanzera and M. Yanchenko. And the song was called Nepostavlyat Ukrainu na Kolina, which translates as Don't Put Ukraine on Her Knees. And certainly that has been tried by many occupying forces over the centuries and certainly in the bloody 20th century. And we'll be hearing more on that theme in the hour ahead. Dobry den, szanowni radio słuchaczy, witają was wszystkich na radio Peredaciu Nasz Holos, Radio Krinskoho Korinia. Jaka podjęcie wam dzisiaj, tak jak i każdy serde, z 11 do 13 godziny, na chwili CHLY 111 FM u mieści na najmo. Przy mikrofonie dzisiaj jest Pawlina, a następnego godziny będzie z wami Oksana. Dziękuję, że dzisiaj będzie z nami następnych dwóch godzin. My mamy dużo ciekawych nowych na dzisiejszym programie. Hello there and welcome to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Paula Temchuk Makori, Pokorinska Pavlina, and I'll be your host for this first hour. Oksana will be here at 12 noon to host the show in Ukrainian. I'm delighted to have you with us. We've got a great program lined up for you. Today's program is dedicated largely to the Holodomor. 
Just a few weeks ago, the government of British Columbia passed a bill officially proclaiming the fourth Saturday of November as Holodomor Memorial Day. And we did do a program on that uh, shortly after the event happened. And I will be bringing you a little more from that, including a speech by the president of the BC Provincial Council of the Ukrainian Canadian Congress, who gave a very stirring speech at that event as well other items of interest, as well as our proverb of the week, and of course, great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is a song that is an original composition about the Holodomor. It was written by Stepan Pasichnik, also known as Ludwig. He is a Ukrainian Brit, and he wrote this song a few years ago. It is in English for the Ukrainian impaired, and for those who are not familiar with Holodomor, it does tell a story in just three minutes. Here he is, Ludwig, also known as Stepan Pasichnik, with Land of Plenty, 1933. Land of Plenty, please tell me if it's true. Land of Plenty, what did they do to you? Land of Plenty, they stripped your wheat fields bare Land of plenty As if you were not there Land of plenty They stripped your wheat fields bare Land of plenty As if you were not there Land of plenty Your people lived off you But it started in 1932 Land of plenty Your people you could feed But that year you Were robbed for foreign greed Land of plenty Your people you could feed But that year you Were robbed for foreign greed Land of plenty Your people could not eat Satan soldiers Collected all your wheat In the name of An ideology That was written To give equality In the name of An ideology That was written To give equality Land of plenty Refused the right to give And Ukraine was Refused the right to live Land of plenty As if you were not there Land of plenty The harvests of despair Land of plenty As if you were not there Land of plenty The harvests of despair Land of plenty Two years with empty hands 
And the world still refused to understand That your nation just wanted to be free Land of plenty of 1933 Yes, your nation just wanted to be free Land of plenty of 1933 Чому ж на небі так мало сонця стало? Чому я далі пишу сумних пісень? Чому ж на небі так мало сонця стало? Чому я далі пишу сумних пісень? Веселі брати, часи настали, ми наближаємось до мети. Чому ж тоді я шукаю іншу стежку? Чому я далі з ними не хочу йти? Чому ж тоді я шукаю іншу стежку? Чому я далі з ними не хочу йти? Часи настали, на грудях світить нам слави знак. Нам очі ніжно закрили, губи медом змастили, душу кинули просто так. Нам очі ніжно закрили, губи медом змастили, душу кинули просто так. Душа покинулась та й питає. Сама у себе чому одна Немає в кошти тати золото Замість тата, замість мами глуха стіна Немає в кошти тати золото Замість тата, замість мами глуха стіна Часи веселі настали, нас лишилось так мало, ну і брати, такі часи. Часи веселі настали, нас лишилось так мало, ну і брати, такі часи. Як не ми, 
In a popular Ukrainian group called Okean Elza, with a song that was written uh, about a decade ago now, and it was called Vaseli Chuse, which means happy times or fun times are here, and it is actually anything but, and it kind of gives uh, an overview of what life was like under the Soviet Union and even post-Soviet Union, which you could probably pick up on the um, melody itself, which is not exactly upbeat. Uh, the video is on YouTube, and if you'd like to uh, get the translation of the lyrics, there is a version there with English subtitles if you don't understand them in Ukrainian. So do check that out. Uh, I've posted a link on our Twitter feed. So if you're not following us yet, um, then do check it out and you'll find a link there. Again, that was Okean Elza with Vaseli Chasse. Now, you won't hear that kind of music in very many places other than a Ukrainian radio program on a station much like CHLY 101.7 FM here in Nanaimo. I just want to remind you that we are in the throes of our 2019 Fall Fun Drive here at CHLY. Now, every Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., you hear Ukrainian programming, the first hour in English with me and Oksana Pobodajnik presents and produces a second hour of Nasholos in Ukrainian. And together we strive to bring you programming that, like the rest of the programming here on CHLY, is unique and authentic. CHLY is community-oriented and listener-supported. We're volunteer-driven, non-profit, and we rely on donations to outfit the station with things like broadcast equipment to bring you the unique and authentic programming that you love. In the past, listener donations have helped us to purchase equipment like handheld recorders for interviews out in the field, new chairs in the studio to reduce on-air noise, and uh, new headphones, which are absolutely crucial (laughs) when you're in doing a live show in our studios. Future donations will help us to purchase new computers, which are getting pretty long in the tooth, and yeah, really old. <laughs> and uh, we'll need to replace our mixing board as well. All these things cost money, and we rely on listeners to help us to purchase these necessities. So it's easy to donate. You can just go to www.chly.ca forward slash donate, or you can give us a call at 250-716-3410 to make a donation over the phone. We encourage you to become a sustaining donor because that just makes it easy. It goes on your credit card and um, you just pay off the balance at the end of the month and I uh, don't have to worry about it. And you can ensure that your support reaches us. And that can be as little as three fifty or $5 a month, the cost of a cup of coffee or more if you can afford it. You can also make a one-time donation of $60, $120 or whatever amount you can afford. Oksana and I love bringing you Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio every Wednesday from 11 a.m. till 1 p.m. We hope you'll help support our show and this station with a donation. Just go to www.chly.ca forward slash donate or call us at 250-716-3410. Again, that number 250-716-3410 or chly.ca forward slash donate. Thank you so much. Now back to our regular programming. 
As I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the program on Tuesday, October 29th, the government of the province of British Columbia passed Bill M-225, the Ukrainian Famine and Genocide Holodomor Memorial Day Act. The act officially establishes the fourth Saturday of November as Holodomor Memorial Day, joining the federal government and the governments of Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, and Quebec in this acknowledgement. The act was introduced as a private member's bill by Dr. Andrew Weaver, head of the Green Party of British Columbia and MLA for Oak Bay, Gordon Head in Victoria. The bill was passed unanimously. A reception was held on Tuesday at the BC Legislature. Dr. Weaver spoke, as did Andriy Shevchenko, the Ambassador of Ukraine to Canada, as well as Natalia Yetskevich, President of the BC Provincial Council of the Ukrainian Canadian Congress. At the reception, Oksana and I did manage to catch up with some of them and get statements. Uh, you can hear uh, more official statements on our November um, 2nd Vancouver edition and November 6th Nanaimo edition. Uh, but here are a couple of clips that we managed to get from them at the reception. I'm Andrew Weaver, the leader of the BC Green Party and the MLA for Oak Bay Gordon Head. Uh, last spring, I tabled, gave notice that I was going to introduce uh, Holodomor Memorial Day Act in the in the fall. And once I put it on the order papers, uh, I went to spent a bit of time trying to build all party consensus. And I also worked with the uh, to ensure that the Ukrainian uh, consulate in, Van- in Vancouver, the embassy in Ottawa, were aware of our intentions. And it was only after speaking with uh, members of other parties that uh, it was clear that it was going to pass unanimously in the House. And then here we are today. Uh, going through first, second, and today third reading, and it's now a matter of law. We'll get royal assent on Thursday of this week, and uh, that'll be a, a great day of celebration for me. It's 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 a sad. I mean, it's celebration for me, but it's actually we're memorializing the tragedy of not only my family, but so many families of Ukrainians, not only in British Columbia but across Canada. My family's story, the Kravchenko story that I read into the record in the second reading uh, uh, yesterday, that Kravchenko story is, is my personal story, but it, it's so similar to the stories of many others. It's a story of survival. It's a story of uh, the country of Ukraine being uh, always under battle with the Soviets coming in and then the Russians coming in and then the Russians, le- sorry, the Soviets coming in, the Nazis coming in, and then the scorched earth policies as the Nazis leave and then the Soviets coming back in. It's a story of, of survival, a story of, 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 of hope in that those who survived have been able to be memorialized today through the passage of this bill. I um, contacted my uncle, uh, Diako Bogdan Kravchenko, who's now in Kyrgyzstan at the University of uh, Central Asia, to help me put together the story. My, my deed and my baba, uh, they, they never wanted to talk to me about it as a young child growing up. They wanted to talk about the here and now. It was traumatic for them. I pieced together over many, many years stories that my mother, Ludmila, would tell me, stories that my uncle, Oleg, would tell me, and stories that my uncle, Bogdan, would store up together. But my mother and my uncle's memories are fading quickly, and so it was only in the last three weeks that I was working very closely with my, my Jacob Bogdan in Kyrgyzstan to piece together the family story to read it into record yesterday. 
It is a very powerful gesture, and it's uh, an extraordinary result of a very long journey, very, very long work done by the Ukrainian community here in, Brit- in British Columbia, and by all those who who are passionate about justice uh, in in the world. And uh, I think it's a very important message, and it tells that we should not forget the crimes of the past. We should pay tribute to those who suffered, to those who died. And we should make sure that this will this will never happen again. I'm very happy to see this very powerful signal from British Columbia. It's no surprise because this province stands out for its extraordinary record in human rights. And we'll make sure that this news is spread all over Canada and all over the world. It's a very important big day for the whole 75 million strong Ukrainian family around the globe. Andriy Shevchenko, the ambassador of Ukraine to Canada, and before him, Andrew Weaver. Coming up next is Oksana Bilozir, a popular Ukrainian singer with a song specifically about Holodomor. And it is calling on people around the world to light a candle in memory of the victims of Holodomor. Here is Oksana Bilozir with Svichka. Кривді за плеча тріпотіла добра ти летіла там, де рідний край, де Україну голоду нагай, шмагав до згину не день, не годину, вогником свіча. Вала мати дитинча, сповивала пісні, гомоніла. Про гірку біду, недолю гон, про чужу орду, криваво чолу.
Vyslúchajte rádio predáču náš holos rádio Krínskoho Koríňa na rádiostanci CHLY 101.7FM u misi nenajmo. Hovoriť Pavina. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host this hour, Pavlina. Welcome to Knizhka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knizhka Corner, we will be discussing communism and hunger the Ukrainian, Chinese, Kazakh, and Soviet famines in comparative perspective, edited by Andrea Graziosi and Frank Sisin. Communism and Hunger is a collection of scholarly articles examining the similarities and differences of the pan-Soviet famine of 1931-33, the Ukrainian Holodomor, the Kazakh Great Hunger, and the famine in China in 1958-62. The articles were written by scholars who presented their papers at a 2014 conference organized by the Holdemod Research and Education Consortium. Whatever the economic motivations, the famines were also political events requiring political analysis of their causes and courses. The first three articles in this collection examine the specific causes, events, and results of the famines. Nicholas Wirth examines the man-made famines in the USSR from 1928 to 33, which killed between 6.5 to 7 million people, 4.2 million in Ukraine and the Kuban, 1.5 million in Kazakhstan, and more than a million throughout the rest of the Soviet Union. Stalin considered peasant resistance to his economic policies as a war on the Soviet Union. Worth describes the forced collectivization in Ukraine in brutal terms. The total confiscation of land and livestock from village communities, the harsh restriction of ownership of domestic animals, and the peasants' loss of control over the distribution of the harvests resulted in wholesale starvation. At the height of the Holodomor, between January and July 1933, between 15,000 and 20,000 people died every day in silence and total abandonment. Sarah Cameron's article on the Kazakh famine of 1930-33 examines Stalin's efforts to collectivize the nomadic population which resulted in wholesale starvation. As archival information has become more available, the research on this horrific event has increased. The third article by Zhu Jun examines the Great Famine of 1958-62 in China, which claimed millions of lives as a result of Mao Zedong's effort to make China an industrial communist utopia. The subsequent three articles are comparative studies of the use of hunger as a weapon in communist regimes in the 20th century. The similarities are striking. Political reasons for man-made famines, official denials to the world about the famines while they were occurring, and striking consequences for those impacted by the famines. All the scholars are united in calling 
for more research on these important historical events. The articles in this book relied on recent increased access to archives and the efforts of the international scholarly community to release information about the use of hunger as a political and economic tool by communist governments in the 20th century. These governments believed that by creating politically motivated famines, they could manipulate populations under their control. The statistics of the various famines have been hotly contested for their accuracy, mostly because of political propaganda. The most shocking aspect of this collection of articles is that the world community allowed these famines to occur without intervention. Whole populations starved to death while the world community ignored their plight. The individual articles in this scholarly book about how hunger was used as an economic and political tool by communist governments are very enlightening. There are extensive and detailed footnotes which will definitely be useful to scholars pursuing further research on these topics. While the Ukrainian Holodomor was not the only focus of this text, readers will learn a great deal about the horrific events in their historical context. Communism and hunger is definitely meant for scholars of world history. However, all readers interested in the history of the Ukrainian Holodomor will definitely enjoy this book. The book was edited by Andrea Graziosi, president of the Italian National Agency for the Evaluation of Universities and Research, and a professor of history at the Università di Napoli, Federico II, and Frank E. Sisin, director of the Peter Yatsik Center for Ukrainian Historical Research, Canadian Institute of Ukrainian Studies, and a professor at the Department of History and Classics at the University of Alberta. Communism and Hunger is available at the Canadian Institute of Ukrainian Studies Press. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio.
наших могилах хрести почорніли, берези схилились до долу. Спіть, хлопці, соколи, сини. was Pikardiska Tertsia from Ukraine with a song that was written specifically to commemorate Holodomor victims. And it was released about three years ago. The song is called Kole Vev Merale, When You Died. Up next, Natalia Yetskevich, president of the BC Provincial Council of the Ukrainian Canadian Congress, and her remarks on Holodomor as well as the recent passage by the government of British Columbia of the Holodomor Memorial Day Act. Honorable members of the Legislative Assembly, dear Ukrainian diplomatic team, Ukrainian-Canadian community of British Columbia, dear guests, today is a day of a special importance to our province. Today, I address you on behalf of 230,000 of Ukrainian Canadians who call our beautiful British Columbia their home. Many of us are the descendants of Holodomor survivors. Our roots are in a nation that once lost up to 7 million lives in just over one year as a result of the Holodomor genocide. Holodomor, one of the most heinous crimes in the human history, was the result of a deliberate political strategy masterminded by Joseph Stalin and his communist regime. In 1932-33, Soviet regime sentenced the Ukrainian nation to death by starvation. In one of the history's greatest crimes, the Soviet regime committed genocide against an Asian nation of grain growers who sought to live free on their own land. In 1932-33, the borders of Ukraine, that was for centuries the breadbasket of Europe, were sealed, all grains and food was confiscated, and its people starved. Those who resisted were executed or exiled to hard labor in the Soviet Gulag. Food was turned into a weapon to break the resistance of the Ukrainian people to Soviet rule. Millions of children, women, and men were condemned to death because of the Ukrainian people's aspirations for independence. They desired to speak their language and maintain their own culture and traditions. One out of four Ukrainians perished in the genocide of 1932-33. At the height of the genocide, Ukrainian villagers were dying at the rate of 25,000 per day, or 1,000 per hour, or 17 per minute. One-third of the victims were children. Starving children, fleeing to cities in desperate search for food, were caught by anchovidists and thrown in concentration camps for children called death barracks. 
people whispered there were tens of thousands of farm children picked up in Kharkiv and gathered there. The death rate in those barracks was 40%. And while Ukrainian children and their families were perishing by millions, Soviet regime kept confiscating the crops from starving villagers and selling it abroad. In 1932, 1.7 million pounds of grains was exported from Soviet Ukraine and another 1.7 tons in 1933. This volume of grain could save all starving Ukrainians. The value of Soviet grain exports in 1932-33 was just $65 million. Moscow sold over 7 million human lives for the price around $6 per Ukrainian man, woman, and child who starved to death. Losses during the Holodomor surpassed those of the Ukrainian nation during the Second World War. Even after the Holodomor, Ukrainians continued to suffer the consequences of this merciless act. For many decades, the survivors of Holodomor and their children were denied even the right to commemorate their victims. The Soviet regime that conducted this genocide denied its existence and terrorized its own population into silence for generations. Thus, this huge crime nearly disappeared from world's awareness. After the demise of the Soviet Union in 1991, archives in Russia and Ukraine were made accessible. And with the declassification of documents in Ukraine and eyewitnesses' accounts, the world has finally learned of a horrific crime against humanity. In 2006, Ukraine's Verkhovna Rada voted to recognize the Ukrainian famine of 1932-33 as an act of genocide. Following Ukraine's lead, the international community joined in recognizing the Holodomor. To date, over 14 nations have condemned the Holodomor, and 14 countries have formally recognized the Holodomor as an act of genocide, with Canada leading this movement. The government of Canada recognized the Holodomor in May 2008 with an act declaring the famine as an act of genocide and establishing a national Ukrainian famine and genocide Holodomor Memorial Day. Similar legislations has been passed by the provinces of Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Alberta, Ontario, and Quebec. Today, the eyes of 230 Ukrainian Canadians in BC, 1.1 million of Canadian citizens of Ukrainian descent, about 20 million of Ukrainians living outside of Ukraine, and 42 million of people in Ukraine are focused on British Columbia to witness a historical moment. Today, our province is joining the jurisdictions around the world and enacting the Ukrainian Famine and Genocide Holodomor Memorial Day Act to recognize the Holodomor as an act of genocide and to establish throughout British Columbia the Ukrainian Famine and Genocide Memorial Day on the fourth Saturday in November in each year. We all believe it is vital to ensure that this tragedy is not forgotten, as it is the best defense mechanism against history repeating itself.
And today, as we pledge a solemn commitment to remember the victims of Holodomor and pay tribute to the survivors of the genocidal famine, we would like to express the most sincere appreciation of the truly collaborative efforts of our communities in Victoria, Greater Vancouver, Vernon, and all over British Columbia. Our diplomatic team and personally His Excellency Ambassador of Ukraine to Canada, Andriy Shevchenko, and our provincial leadership on making this historical moment happen in BC. We applaud today's remarkable result of collaboration between the BC Green Caucus, the Ministry of Jobs, Trade and Technology, and the Ministry of Tourism, Art and Culture. Our community's sincere appreciation goes to personally BC Green leader Andrew Weaver for his leadership in the process of recognizing Holodomor as an act of genocide in BC and for his very touching introduction of this private member bill. Your introductory speech resonates in millions of Ukrainian hearts as your family story is also a story of our families. We also would like to thank BC Minister of Jobs, Trade and Technology, Bruce Ralston, for his continuous support of Ukrainian-Canadian community in BC in our desire to bring this moment of historical justice. Since 2009, Minister Ralston was at our side at each and every commemoration event in Greater Vancouver. We would like to thank Andrew Wilkinson, the leader of the BC Liberal Party and BC Legislative Official Opposition, for his role in supporting recognizing Holodomor as an act of genocide in British Columbia. We were very impressed with Tom Shepitkas and Michael Lee's speeches, who spoke on behalf of the BC Liberal Party. We also would like to thank them for joining our commemoration events in 2016 and 2018. We were touched to tears with Michelle Smangals, Minister of Energy, Mines and Petroleum Resources, for her emotional speech that connected her family history with our Ukrainian community history. Today's event reflects the shared values and demonstrates remarkable all-party support of the bill that our Ukrainian-Canadian community in BC sought for over a decade. Thank you all who made it happen today. Ukrainians remember, the world acknowledges. Natalia Yetskevich, President of the BC Provincial Council of the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress. If you would like to hear the other speeches Natalia referred to, you can find a link to the legislature's webpage with the audio archive and transcripts in the show notes of this edition's podcast, which you can access at our website, www.nasholas.com. Natalia Yetskevich was speaking on Tuesday, October 29th at the BC Legislature in Victoria at a reception following the third and final reading of Private Member's Bill M-225, Ukrainian Famine, Genocide, Holodomor Memorial Day Act, proclaiming the fourth Saturday in November as an official day of recognition and remembrance of the Soviet communist-engineered artificial famine, which deliberately starved to death 7 to 10 million Ukrainians in 1932 and 33. May their memories be eternal. 
Wieczna je pamięć. Никогда мы не будем братьями Ни по родине, ни по матери Духа нет у вас быть свободными Нам не стать с вами Даже свободными Вы себя крестили старшими Нам бы младшими Вашими. Вас так много жаль, безликие, вы огромные. Своей. 
And a song written by Anastasia Dmitrik, and it is in Russian. It is a song that was written to express the feeling of betrayal that Ukrainians felt on the part of their Russian neighbors, who previously they had considered as brethren. But after the war, that current war that's waging now, that has broken that bond and no more do Ukrainians feel that their Russian neighbors are their brothers. Anastasia Dmitrik, it was performed by a group of singers, I believe Lithuanian, with unpronounceable names, but very distinctive, evocative and haunting voices. And the title of that song was Nikokta me nebudem bratyame, No Longer Will We Be Brothers. And our proverb of the week translates as, A heart of stone never spares human life. And that brings us to the end of the first hour of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. Please stay with us as Oksana takes over the microphone to host the next hour. Meanwhile, please join me here again next Wednesday from 11 a.m. till 12 noon. And until then, do stay in touch with both Oksana and me via our Facebook page and Twitter. In between broadcasts, visit us online where you'll find transcripts, audio archives, information about the show, and of course, a link to the podcast feed. And that's www.nasholos.com. You can also find Nasholos on Mixcloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other podcast places. And of course, on your favorite podcast app. And just a reminder again that this is Fun Drive Week, so if you like the programming that we provide you and think it's worth continuing, please consider making a donation if you haven't already, and you can do that by going to our website, chly.ca forward slash donate, and sign up as a sustaining donor there, or make a one-time donation, or give us a call and uh, chat with Arby or Jesse or one of the other fine people here at CHLY, and that number is 250-716-3410. Again, 250-716-3410 or chly.ca forward slash donate. So stay tuned next for the Nasholos Ukrainian Hour with Oksana, followed by Wellness Wednesday to learn how to be healthy naturally. And at 2 p.m., join Gord Bibby for two hours of great oldies on Groovin' with Bibby G. I'm Paulina. Thanks so much for listening. Dozusichi. Славляли тебе в думах і піснях. Слава Україні та її синам, запорожцям і лупівським боякам. Хай на баках 
на Донбассе и Днепре. Дни и ночи у Карпатах и степах Накатив московских нагонял и страх. Слава Украине, дай сына! Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.